of God is such a loving God, then why, why, why? Fill in the blank, right? You ever hear people ask that? If God is who he said he is, then why? Why does he do this? And why did he do that? And why did he allow this or that? You ever heard that? Huh? Because we say, if God is who he says he is, yes? He could stop things if he wanted to, right? Isn't that what we say? God could have stopped COVID, right? While they was cooking it up in the Wuhan lab in China. He could have stopped it. He's got the power to do it. Yeah? Yes? Before the house got broken to last night, God could have stopped it. Yeah? Before that woman went running at 1 o'clock in the morning like her husband told her not to, but she got raped. God could have stopped it, right? Before that child snuck out and went to that party, his mama told him not to go, but got shot. God could have stopped it, right? So why all of these things? Do I have your attention? <laughs> I think I do. Can I help you out? Can, can I at least answer that question? This is the pre before, you know, they, they give you the appetizer before the meal when you go to the restaurant. Amen. And I used to know, like, hush puppies, you know, this is the, but now my wife got me going to these expensive restaurants. I don't know what the appetizer is. What did we have the other day? What is it? Prosciutto and mozzarella. That was the appetizer. I don't know what prosciutto is. But it sure tasted good. It sure tasted good. Mm -hmm. But why does God do what he do or not do? Um, so, you know, the Bible says he created man in his what? And after his likeness, yes? Okay. So he created man in his image. So the very indictment that we make against God as far as him being able to stop things, right? Because he could stop things, yes? That means he has a choice, right? But he made us like him. So if he made us like him, he gave us a choice. Yes? Uh, guys, the appetizer scripture. Let's go to Psalms 115, 116, 115, 16. It says, the heavens, even the heavens, are the Lord's. But the earth hath he given to the children of men. How many of you ever gave somebody something? Right? Yeah? 
You could give somebody a car, and then every time they see, yeah, you know your car that you gave me. But is it your car anymore? Well, kind of, sort of, it's the car you gave them. But who's controlling it now? They are. Hello? I've given cars away. <laughs> gave you a car? Could I control what you did? No. Well, Pastor Ronnie could have stopped him from doing that. How? I gave it, right? So here's the choice. Choices are made. We're made in the image of God, so we have a choice. Somebody say amen. amen. So here's the, here's the very thing. The heavens belong to the Lord, right? But the earth has he given to the children of man. He created us in his image. Therefore, we have choices and can make choices and make decisions on the earth just like he can in heaven. Somebody say amen. amen. So here's all I want to say. If God controls everything, then what good is it to learn to make good decisions? If God is in control of everything on earth, what's the reward for the wise? And what's the consequence for the foolish? And what, why does it matter whether we're foolish or wise? Why does it matter what choices we, we make? I could drink water this afternoon or I could drink a cup of bleach. It shouldn't matter since God is in control. And if I choose to drink the cup of bleach, can I blame God when I get sick, possibly die or die? Yeah? But if I drink the bleach and die, there's some pastor going to stand up and say, well, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. <laughs> Did the Lord give and take away? No, it was my decision. All right. So I want you to say this and get this ray down in your spirit. So wisdom key, I say it all the time. Your future is determined by your decisions. Whether you go to heaven or hell, it's not up to God even. Everybody say, my future is determined. By my, by my decision. Now here's the text, and I'm gonna let you sit down. I know y'all ready to sit down. <laughs> Proverbs 19 and 3. This is in the message. One of my favorite scriptures. People ruin their lives by their own stupidity. And then Blame God. Have we seen that? Do we hear that? People ruin their own lives by the stupid decisions they make. Hello? Your mama told you that dude was no good. Your grandma told you don't marry that dude. Everybody told you stop fooling with that dude. That dude beat you up, broke your arm, messed your life up. And then people say, why, God, why? Why did you let me go through this? No, it was your decision. You had to have him. He was so cute and fine. It was your decision. Somebody say amen. So the best way to come to God is with some humility. First of all, with some repentance. God, forgive me 
for drinking the cup of Clorox. My wife told me not to do that. But somebody dared me, and I said, well, what the heck? So, Father, forgive me, and then secondly, can you heal me? Not that I deserve it, but because of your amazing. Yes. Yeah. We drink the Clorox all the time. And then blame God. So here's what we're going to talk about. Hopefully for the next few weeks. How to stop making stupid decisions. Shorter. How not to be stupid. I'm in the Bible, y'all. You see that you're stupid? Don't, don't get mad at me. Here's the subtopic. A look at some of the stupidest decisions in the Bible. You may be seated. How not to be stupid. I think I said it even better. How to stop being stupid. Amen. How not to be stupid. And we're going to look at some of the stupid. Y'all, the Bible is full of a lot of wisdom. The Bible is full of all kind of things. But the Bible is full of examples of people who made very stupid decisions. The best way to learn is to learn from what people did right and what people did wrong. God has a lot to say about stupid people. Uh, he calls it foolishness in the Bible. He calls people the fool. You know, I preach the message called the fool. It's up there somewhere. Don't nobody ever buy that, that message. They don't listen to it. It's called the fool. Psalms 14. Two through three. Guys, if you can put that one up. Psalms 14, two through three. In the message. In the message. Yeah, my wife, she preached good from the message last week, right? She got me in the message. <laughs> Psalms 14, two through three. This is what it says. I love this. God sticks his head out of heaven. He looks around. He's looking for someone who is not, come on, say the S word. Yeah. Now, when I was growing up, stupid was a cuss word. Parents said, you don't call nobody stupid. But the Bible, the Bible is clearly saying this, right? He's looking for someone who is not stupid. I want you to touch somebody on your right or your left and say, are you stupid? They're not going to answer you. They ain't going to say nothing. Nobody even asking nobody that. People get offended by this word stupid. But y'all, I learned a long time ago from a very academic movie called Forrest Gump. Stupid is. As stupid does. God sticks his head out of heaven. He looks around for someone that's stupid. So this tells me that stupid people are in the full supply because he's looking around to find somebody who's not stupid. He's not looking around to find somebody who is stupid. There's a bunch of them. Hello? <laughs> this is what he says. 
God sticks out his head from heaven. He looks around. He's looking for someone who's not stupid. One man, just one person, if he could find one, God expected. Or just one God-ready woman. But he comes up empty, a string of zeros. Useless, unshepherded. I, I know some of y'all came to church to feel a little better about yourself. Maybe not this message, right? He comes up empty. A string of zeros, useless, unshepherded, unpastored. That's what that means. Trying to pastor themselves. Taking turns pretending that they the pastor. Somebody say amen. <laughs> God is looking for somebody who's not stupid. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 10 and 2. We can stay in the message, I believe. Wise thinking leads to right living. Stupid thinking leads to wrong living. Is that pretty simple? Is that pretty simple? The people whose lives full of drama. Hey, y'all, I mean, y'all, I've been, I'm, I'm 50. So I done seen people live for a long time. You know, I done seen people for 20 years, they can't find a job, they can't get their nickels and dimes together to do nothing right, they always broke, they never, they can't come up, can't figure life out, always living with somebody, always bumming something from somebody else. I mean, after 15, 20 years, hey, bro, can you get your life together? They still blaming mom and daddy. If mom or daddy would have bought me a car like they bought my sister, I would have been able to make, y'all, I'm talking 20 years later, you can't figure it out. You, you, ever, you ever run into them people? And they never connect the dots that they stupid decisions is what's leading them to a messed up life. It's always somebody else. But the Bible says stupid decisions leads to a wrong living. Or oh, what about that woman? From man to man, from this relationship to that relationship. Hello? Got a station wagon full of kids by different people. You tell them about the gospel. You tell them about coming to church, getting the light to Christ. They don't want none of that because they done figured it out. Somebody say amen. But in 15, 20 years, they still can't get their life together. Life full of drama. You know, you be on the phone, girl, I got to go. I got to go. So I got to go down to the school. Girl, I got, just always something. <laughs> they needed $300 10 years ago. Or they said they're going to get kicked out. Last month they called, they need $500. Or they're going to turn the lights off. Girl, you know I got children in here. Can't believe they're going to do that. Just can't figure it out. Y'all, it's called wisdom. And y'all, this can be funny. It will be some of it. Some of it's so ridiculous. You got to laugh instead of cry. But y'all, I want everybody to just lift your hand and say, God, fill me with wisdom. Help me to stop being stupid, making dumb decisions, 
I don't want to be the fool of the Bible. I don't want to be foolish. I want to be wise. Help me have wisdom in Jesus' name. And I receive it right now. Wisdom. 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 Hello? You're walking along. There's a car full of black dudes. And they open the doors. Smoke comes out. And you smell weed. You see a gun on the seat. Hey, man, get in. We can ready to go up here and do something. Well, what does wisdom say? <laughs> oh, bro, I keep walking. You know some people can't resist that? Hello? They just got out of jail. They're they going to do it again. Because somewhere, it's something, something off. And do you know when people are young, you can kind of identify them by the bus they get off when they come to school? Some people get off short buses. Some people get off a longer bus. It's okay. You know when people become adults, you can't identify that no more. But you know, man, something, were they in the short bus class? What happened? Because they keep making the same stupid decisions. So we're going to help you. The cycles of life. How many of y'all ever saw yourself falling into the same cycle at the same time? Every year or every few months, it's the same thing. Like, it's the same story. It's the same thing. Hello? You can find yourself like that in relationship. It'd be a different relationship with a different person with a different name, but it's the same relationship over and over and over. It's like Groundhog Day. It's like you keep having the same thing over and over. And like you can't break that cycle, but you can. You, some people feel like life just keeps happening to them. But life don't have to keep happening to you if you start making different decisions. You have, everybody say, I got the power. I got the power. Thank God for that hymn of the church. Back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Y'all remember that hymn of the church? It said, I got the power. Yeah, you need to say that sometime. Y'all remember, I got the power. You need to say that sometime. When you feel like you're the victim, like you feel like life got to keep happening to you. Like, why the light come to keep coming, turning off your lights? You know, I got to get it, keep turning off my lights. Because you ain't made the right decision, hello, to stop taking the light money to the Asians at the nail shop. Go to the dollar store, paint your own nails, and pay your light bill. Everybody say, I got the power. You do. <laughs> Y'all ain't liking me this morning. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Thank you. Thank you for some love. I love you, Pastor. People ruin their lives with their own stupidity. 
So why does God continually get blamed? So I want to start off with probably the stupidest people in the Bible. And I, I, I just got to say, and I, lo- I love these people. If, if they made it to heaven, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to talk to them, be very respectful. But they got to be, they, they got to be by far the stupidest, made the stupidest decision ever in the Bible. Can we go to Genesis chapter 3? Some of y'all know who I'm talking about. Now, the Bible says the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God truly said? We can go to King James on this, guys. Did God really say you should not eat of the tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, she started talking back. We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but from the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God said, you will not eat of it, nor will you touch it, or else you will die. And the serpent said, oh, woman, you should not surely die. For God knows in the day that you eat, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Was she already like God? Because God has already created her in his image. Somebody say amen. I just want to explore this right here, and then we're going to be done. I want you to think about it. When you have it good, I want to talk to some of you people who have it good. Wives who have it good. Husbands who have it good. Children. Looking at my people. Who have it good. Oh, they, they got it good. How do you mess somebody up that got it good? I mean, I just want you to think about this. One of the dumbest decisions ever. Listen. Think about the stuff Satan couldn't tempt him with. You know, because he's a great tempter. Can he tempt them to be envious and jealous? Well, ain't nobody there to be envious and jealous of. Can he tempt them to be depressed, Cassie, for past sins and past life and past abuses they got sexually molested? Well, no. They had no past. Can he tempt them like some of us with the bell of the bulls to overeat? No. They had special bodies. And God told them to eat as much as they want to of any tree in the garden. And there were millions of trees. Couldn't tempt them to overeat. What about adultery? Could he tempt Adam to cheat on his wife? The only woman on the planet. Oh, I know. He could tempt them to steal something. They owned everything. What can the devil do to people that got it all to get? They got it good. Come on, somebody. What can he do, son, to a child who grows up with the mom and daddy who is saved, spirit-filled? 
Hello? Providing for him. What could he do? What could he do, Anissa? Well, you got everything. Hello? Could he tempt uh, Adam? We're looking at another one, rubberneck. Ain't nobody looking. Could he tempt him with money? No. Power? No. Fame? Who are they going to be famous with? Each other? What can you tempt these people with? They got everything. The only thing he could tell them is, yeah, it's good, but it could be better. <laughs> There's more, and you don't have it. God's holding something from you. Hello? Dealt with married couple. I mean, it'd be, everything's perfect. But it's something, some ain't right. But what's wrong? Is he cheating on you? No. Do he beat you? No. Well, what's going on? Did he not working? Well, he's the only one who works. He provides everything. <laughs> Y'all have difference of religion, beliefs? No, he's a Christian. He's up every morning praying. What's the problem? What's the problem? So, so even you, you ever notice that people who don't have a problem can still have a lot of problems? And so, preachers, we always preach to the people going through. We always preach to the people that, you know, it ain't right. I want to preach to the people that it's kind of good, though. What's your struggle? And of course the devil's not tempting you. Yes, he is. He's going to tempt you to be dissatisfied. Come on, somebody. To be discontent. Hello? You're as beautiful as your wife is, as nice as she is, as kind as she is, he's he going to convince you to find one little thing that ain't right and make it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger till you lose your whole marriage, till you lose your whole family because now you're looking at somebody else that you should never have been looking at in the first place and you don't have to look at. Children walking around with attitude with their own room, their own TV. Hello? Hello? In my house, they, they own theater room, basketball court, but Michael Jordan painted on it. Football, uh, uh, a pool table, everything, just anything they want. Hello? What they mad about? Hello? No, the devil will tempt everybody. Somebody say amen. And you can have it good and still make a dumb decision. Come on, somebody. You, you can have it good. God would have laid it out for you. God would have provided everything that you needed, and you still are discontent. You're still walking around depressed, can't get out the hole. Why? Because the devil hates you, and when you don't have it, he wants to keep you from getting it, and when you do have it, he wants to make you discontent till you give it up and lose what you already had. Everybody say, that's stupid. 
Everybody say, it ain't as bad as you think it is. Come on, somebody. It ain't as bad as you think it is. People that's depressed, people that's, you know, and we, we, we have a counselor center and we talk to people. And, and really, a lot of times people are anxious or depressed. They have no reason to, they'll tell you, I have no reason to be. Everything is going good. I have no reason to be down. God is blessing everything. But I don't know why I'm down. Tell somebody, it's the devil. The devil is real. He's like, well, man, I wish I had it like that, like they had it. If I had it like they had it, I would have never made the wrong decision. So they had everything. Think about it. They were perfect people with perfect bodies. Hello? If there had been another woman, the devil would have tempted eat Adam to look at the other woman. But, y'all, can you imagine Eve? Come on, man. The first woman, you know her body was perfect. Made by God. Hello? Perfect people, perfect bodies. Come on. Come on, women. Body just like you like it. Adam had it. Come on. Had the traps, had the biceps. Come on. The quads, the glutes. It, it was nice. God, God made them. Perfect people, perfect bodies, perfect environment. Living in perfection. Perfectly 73 degrees every day. Not too cold. Not too hot. Amen. Amen. You break up a marriage with a thermostat. Baby, can you stop turning it down to 65 degrees? Baby, it's hot. <laughs> then it's cold. Baby, don't turn the heat on in the summertime. It's perfect. They got perfect environment. Hello? Yes? With zero physical problems, zero sickness, zero disease. They have to wake up and hear the crime report from the night before. Three people got robbed and mugged and killed on the east side. None of that. It was a perfect environment. But we still, man, in a perfect environment with a God that loved them, still can make a stupid decision. Now, y'all, if these people are in perfection, and none of us are in perfection now, right? We're living in this fallen world. If they can make a dumb, stupid decision, what about us? If they can make a stupid decision that changes everything, what about us? You see, we live in a time where people have dumbed down and said, well, we're only human. That was one of my favorite songs when I was a little boy, about a human league. You're only human, born to make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Donald McCurkin wrote a song, we fall down. But we get up, we fall down, we get up. Saint is just a sinner. An angel is just a demon. God is just Satan who fell down and got up. Saint is just a sinner. So that means an angel is just a demon. Or God is just Satan who fell down and get up. No, no, it was kind of off. 
But then a rapper, Christian rapper, he said, yeah, we fall down, but get up with costly scars. Somebody say amen. amen. Yeah, yeah, we fall down, but don't we have an incentive not to fall down? Hello? Anybody ever rode a bike? You knew you was going to fall down sometime on the bike, right? But wasn't there an incentive not to fall? How many of you ever scraped your knee on a bike? Oh, my God. Down to the white meat and the skin still hanging over. Yeah, there's an incentive not to keep falling down and getting your knee busted to the white meat show. Somebody say amen. amen. I don't want to get busted to the white meat show. So therefore, I'm going to make better decisions. Hello? I'm not going to minimize making mistakes because I don't want to make no mistake. Somebody say amen. amen. My son lived in Colorado. You know, and, 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 you know, you can say we fall down and we make mistakes driving on the mountains on the cliff if you want to. Come on, somebody. The margin of error on one driving, and I, I've driven over in Colorado. I mean, the margin of error, man, if you... You go off like four feet, that, it's over. You can't say we fall down and we get up. Because you're going to go down, you're not going to get up. Somebody say amen. It's, it's going to be over. Hello? So all I'm saying to you is, we got to get better and make a decision. Number two, we got to stop minimizing when we make a mistake. Somebody say amen. Can mistakes be forgiven? Exactly. Can God restore you? Exactly. Is it going to cost you something? Exactly. Depending on what the mistake is. In a perfect environment, with everything perfect, watch what happens. She says, he says, well, surely, surely you will not die. God knows. So first thing he says, did God really say? Here is the first level of stupidity. When the devil brings us a stupid situation, getting ready for us to make a stupid decision. The first thing Christians, and I want you to hear this, and if you really trace all your bad decisions back, it goes back to, did God really say what he said? The devil always wants to challenge us with, is God's word, the true word of God, number one, did he really say that or did man write that? How many of you ever heard that argument? Did God really say that or is this the white man's religion? Are you in the white man's religion? Are you, are you living... Uh, based on what organized religions say. And so in 2000, 2010s up to 2021, and now kind of fits the narrative. I meet all these people to say, well, I ain't really with organized religion. You ask them about Jesus. You ask them about the Bible. You ask them how you say, well, you know, I ain't with all of that. So now we have a potpourri of spirituality. I'm spiritual. What does that mean? I mix and mingle uh, from a spiritual buffet, the stuff that I believe will fit my life and what's good for me is good for me and what's good for you is good for you and I don't push what I believe off on anybody else and I don't want anybody else 
pushing what they believe off on me. Because there's diversity and inclusion. So the first push is, did God really say that? And the second thing he pushed in on with this woman, the devil, is, well, God knows. God's holding some stuff back for himself. He's not telling you everything. He's, he's doing it for her. You know, you see what he did with it? Sister Regina. But see, your life not like that. So you don't have to subscribe to that. See, see, if you had had the same kind of life that she had, see, she had her mom and dad. Devil always want to make you out to be a victim. That God did something for somebody else, but he didn't do that for you. And so since he didn't do that for you, you got to do this. See, don't be studying, Pastor Ryan. Don't be studying, baby, Regina. See, she got a man to pay her rent. Hello? You got to stay with your boyfriend because he helped you. He helped you get through. You got all them children. They not, they not going to pay your rent. Helps you make a stupid decision because you're carnal. Somebody say amen. How about the Bible? Applies to everybody. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. So let's deal with the first one. Did God really say? Now I'm going to tell you. People come to church. But I'm going to tell you one thing I found out. Most people, even in this room, don't believe this 100%. And then when it opposes something that's already in your life, in your lifestyle. We want to find a reason why this doesn't apply in these times. <laughs> Hello? One of the main reasons people make dumb, stupid decisions is because they have no compass. They have no foundation. Y'all, if you remove the word of God from your life, you have no foundation to make a decision. Now, we live in a world that constantly plays with the principles and the morals of the Bible and constantly tells people and try to make them feel bad when you don't use the preferred pronoun of the hour. Somebody say amen. But I thought only a doctor can determine a gender. Because when my babies came out, they didn't call Don Lemon from CNN to ask him what sex the baby was. Come on, somebody. They found a doctor that had been to school at least eight years to certify on a birth certificate what my children were. Somebody say amen. Now, I think I could do it because all I saw him do was look down below and say, oh, that's a girl. Oh, let me see. Oh, they got that. Okay, that's a boy. Somebody say amen. But there's always something pushing in in society and other places on what God really said. Did God really say? Hey, y'all, all we got to do is go back to the Bible. I'm not calling Caitlyn Jenner 
or her. Somebody say amen. I mean, come say this all the time. And it, no, she, it, it's she. No, it's a he. Come on. I like Mr. Brown on Medea. That girl said, Medea don't have no prostate. Uh, Brown said, yeah, Medea got a prostrate. Because it's a man. Somebody say amen. Did God really say a man or a woman? Or did he say all these, what is it, 64 gender things right now? What did, God, what did the Bible say? It said male and created he them. That's what the Bible say. Y'all don't know that? Let's go back there. Let's go to Genesis 1 and 26. Is it 1 26? I'm just saying, I just want to show y'all some stuff. And I'm going to say where we got so off is we got away from what God said. Look at uh, Genesis 1.27. So God created man in his own image. And in the image of God created he him. And then it says, male and female created he them. There's only two genders. And they're not fluid. Just use that as an example. So did God really say? And most people don't know what God said. So number one, before you make a decision, we're talking about how to stop being stupid. Let's just make it practical. Because Eve and Adam, they made the stupidest decision ever and messed it up for everybody. Somebody say amen. When they had it perfect, made the wrong decision. So number one, find out what the word of God says. Y'all, decisions are very easy for me to make. I don't really get in the quandary about decisions. People call me, ask me advice all the time, and I'm pretty quick on it because I know what the word of God says. Hello? What do you think? Pastor, what do you think? I pray for, you know, things didn't work out with me and my former wife. But I prayed that God sent me another woman, and he did. And you think, you know, it's okay to date her? Bro, uh, are you divorced from your first wife yet? Well, not technically. Can you marry this other girl tomorrow? Well, no. Why not? Because technically, I'm still married. Okay, so take the word technically out and answer that again. Why can't you marry this other girl you just met? Because I'm not still married. I'm not, I'm still married. I'm still married. I'm still married. So you're asking me, do I believe God sent you this other woman? While you still married to your first woman? What do you think I think? Huh? What do you think I think, Pat? No. No. That's easy, that's easy, right? That's easy, right? Because the Bible said that we shouldn't commit what? So if I'm weak, I just got a divorce with, I'm in a divorce with my wife, Right? We've been going through that divorce for six months, right? 
And we fell out a year before that, right? Can we be very transparent in here? Which means I probably ain't had no relations in about two years, right? Yeah. And then I bring this new pretty young thing in the mix, right? Am I weak? Am I at least weak right now? Huh? Could I easily fall into some sexual stuff? And then I would be committing what? Not just fornication. I'm doing two and three sins at the same time. I mean, fornication and adultery because I'm still married to my first wife. Y'all, that's an easy decision when you know what the word of God says. No. People get mad at me. We had a preacher. I led to Christ. I disciple him, trained him in ministry. He's going to do the same thing. And I'm going to tell you about people when they're in sin and they're making bad decisions. They find the holiest person in their life, mama, because they want them to rubber stamp what they're doing. It's called validation. And so we had known the other wife, tried to help him. He didn't listen. So then he got with this other girl that he felt like God sent him. He wanted to bring her, her over to the house for dinner with me and my wife. I said, no, nah, bro, you can't bring her over. Here they go. Why are you judging me? Somebody say amen. Now, there's a scripture. See, some of y'all don't know this other scripture. It say, don't partake in another man's sin. Because what happens is, if you start partaking in another man's sin, R-T-A-K-I-N-G. She starts spelling partaking. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, this technology crazy. They watching us. I didn't ask her how to spell nothing. But if you start partaking in another man's sin, you'll get the results that the other man gets. Did you know that was in the Bible? You didn't know that, did you? You thought you was just being cool and non-judgmental. No, nah, bro, you can't bring the woman you in adultery with to my house. How about just because you're making a stupid decision don't mean I got to make one. Amen. And then you bring a curse on my marriage and then me and my wife end up in divorce court. Absolutely not. As for me and my house. See, I got, I got control. Now, bro, y'all can go anywhere. Why you don't ask somebody else, can you come to their house? But no, they wanted strongly my validation. And when I didn't give it to them, they got mad. What does it matter, bro? Take her to Papa those. Take her to Papa's. I don't care. You can't come to my house for dinner because you're still married. What did God say, though? Do we know what God said? And do we live out what God said? What did God say? Yo, it, it, life becomes simple when we find out what God said. I'll give you another one. Y'all ready? This is why people make stupid decisions. The Bible says, let your yea be 
and your neighbor. Okay. The Bible says he that swears to his own hurt and doesn't change. That means, okay. the Bible says keep your vows, right? If you say something right. So basically saying whatever you say, you do it, right? Okay. Decisions are easy to make. I've seen people miss out on whew, tens of thousands of dollars. So some of y'all will do this. The person asks you, are you coming? Oh, yes, yes, sir. It's 7 o'clock. I'll be there. But then at 6 o'clock, it starts storming and raining. I ain't talking about flash floods or hurricanes. I'm just saying it's coming down hard. Now, you're faced with another decision, or are you? Girl, you still going? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out. Let me see. What did you say? So what did the word say? Yeah, we keep, we keep our word, right? But what did you say? Did you say you was going to do it? Y'all, I've been in situations where I saw the very thing that the person wanted and they needed, money, whatever it was. They did not keep their word to a certain individual that was getting ready to bless them with way more than what they thought because they had already talked about it to me. And because they didn't keep their word, they forfeited everything. I've been on the inside of that. See, making decisions are pretty easy if you know what God said. Somebody say amen. How to stop being stupid. Learn what God say about your situation. Hello? Learn what God's saying. And when the devil come, did God say, I'll tell you what he said, devil. Hello? In 1 Corinthians 6, 18, he said, no, you're not that your body's a temple of the Holy Ghost. That's what he said. I remember when I was a little boy. And he's called me a little boy preacher. And this girl didn't know nothing about the Bible. She didn't. She didn't. But she was tempting me at seven, eight. To have, I mean, little kids, man. That's why you got to watch little kids. You know what I'm saying? She was tempting me to have, you know, do the deed. And I quoted to her the Bible and said, no, we can't, I can't do that till I'm married. And you know what this non-biblical, didn't know the Bible? She said, real quick. I mean, real quick, y'all. Look, kids, that you know, we don't, it was the devil. She said, but Adam and Eve didn't have a wedding ceremony. Hello? Now, I was too stupid to know that they did because <laughs> God put them together. Somebody say amen. That's all we're doing is symbolizing the first wedding ceremony. When, when God brought the man to woman, that's why the, the father brings the bride to the man. Somebody say amen. amen. Right. But the devil, if you don't know the word, he'll trick you into some stuff. And y'all, here's the other thing. Stop letting people who don't know the word tell you what the word say or don't say. You know the only scripture that the weed heads know? It's Genesis. 
He said he created the green earth. And I tell him right there, I tell him, I say, I say, yeah. I said, bro, you sure you want to talk the Bible with me? I've been studying the Bible since I was 35. Trying to justify weed smoking. Did God, did God really say? Do you know what the Bible says? I want to ask you, do you know what the Bible say about the at least the top five hot topics of, of our time? Legalizing marijuana is one, right? Homosexuality, transgender. Do you know what the word says? Do we know? Finances, money. Do we know what the Bible says? Because God has a will for us. And y'all, we live in this life. We got to make good decisions. We got to stop living the stupid life. Because our decisions create our future. So Eve, as blessed as she was, the best possible environment, she had the best husband ever. He loved her because he had never seen nobody else naked. Nobody even compared to. Right? The best situation ever. And she ruined it by making a bad decision. The Bible says she was deceived. And there's so much deception in the world when we don't know what the word of God says. Why do we come to church? Why do we go to Bible study? So you can learn what the word of God really says. Somebody say amen. amen. And you can start making right decisions. Are right decisions always easy? No. No, they're not. But they're not easy to do. They're, they're easy to make, though. You can make a decision. And so I want to ask you today, every head bowed, every eye closed.